Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Maryland sports fans, there's only one sports book in the great state of Maryland with over 50 years experience booking bets and supporting customers. Betfred Sportsbook at Long Shots is now open and is the only sports book in Frederick offering cash betting on football, basketball, world soccer, and more. Visit the Betfred Sportsbook at I-270 and MD-85 in Frederick, right next to Long Shots Off-Track Betting. Go to BetfredSports.com for more information and your chance to win exclusive merchandise. Must be 21 or older. Play responsibly. For help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Before we get this episode started, I want to give a huge thank you to our sponsor, Anchor by Spotify. If you haven't already heard about Anchor by Spotify, it's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. When hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast on listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And you know the best part of it is, Griff? I do, Will. Anchor is totally free. So make sure you head to the App Store or Google Play, download the Anchor app, or go to anchor.fm to get your podcast started. What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to Inside the Five. I'm Griff. And I'm Will. And in this episode, we've got NBA locks, MLB, and NHL power rankings. We know it's the draft tonight, but we will be covering that on Tuesday's episode. Will, you ready? Yeah, let's do it. 67 points with 645 remaining. Tatum drives down. Oh, All right, starting off with our locks from last week, um, or last episode, not last week. I always do that. Um, I had OKC plus 12.5 against the 76ers, and I want to say the 76ers beat them by maybe 40 points. I don't remember the exact score, but it was insane. Mine did not hit. It was bad. Yeah, that game was, like, nuts. Uh, Like, that game, like, plus 12.5, I actually was, like, like, I actually thought they were going to, like, be okay. Yeah, I know. Twelve and a half is a lot of points. Yeah, I know. I like couldn't believe that. And then I think the, I think the score was like one thirty to ninety. It was one twenty one like, to ninety. So it was thirty one points. Yeah, like that's insane. Um, I had the Suns minus two against the Knicks, and um, Devin Booker like took over the game late, and they managed mm-hmm. to just they managed to cover. I think they covered by like a, a little bit more than two and a half. Yeah, uh, it was one eighteen to one ten. Yeah, so the score. It, it was it was a good game. Uh, the Knicks were looking to make it ten wins in a row, so that did not happen uh, tonight. I got the Nets minus five over the Pacers. The Pacers are playing without um, Demontis Sabonis, and the Nets really only are missing out on Kyrie. So, mm-hmm. Katie and Harden should probably get that job done. I yeah, know I like that one a lot, but I'm always scared of the Pacers. I don't know why. I feel like they played better when they don't have, like, a best player on their team. Like, I feel like yeah, when I it's, know. like, team ball, the Pacers thrive. But I like that pick tonight. Um, Will, you are 15 and 14 
I am 16 and 13, so a win from you today, a loss from me today will tie us all up. Um, moving on, we have a little bit of Celtics talk. Uh, so the Celtics were on a little bit of a losing streak. They lost to the Thunder on Tuesday after losing to the Hornets and the Nets. And then they played the Hornets once again on Wednesday and got the dub 120 to 111. Uh, Jason Tatum, I want to say, had 35, while Jalen Brown had 38, I think. Yeah, it was something Let like that. Jason Tatum, 35, 8, and 8. And, yeah, Jalen Brown, 38, was 7 and 4. Eight, Neesmith with 15 points. Yeah, I was going to yeah. say, Neesmith had 15 off the bench. Yeah, so overall, uh, a good game. Hopefully that knocks us back on track after a three-game skid. Uh, with nine games left in the season, the Celtics are 33 and 30. So we are over 500. And we are currently sitting in the sixth, sixth seed right now in the East. Um, we are one full game behind Atlanta, two full games behind New York. Um, and we are actually tied with Miami for that play-in game. So we own the tiebreaker tie right now, but I would not mind us winning out. Yeah, I would like to win out. Um, we got two games this weekend. We got we play the Spurs on Friday, mm-hmm. and then we play the Trailblazers on Sunday. And then I don't think do we not play another one till Wednesday. Till Wednesday. Yeah, we don't yeah. play. We don't play again until Wednesday, and that's against the Magic. Yeah, and then um, in May, the ninth and the eleventh, I'd say are very important games. It's a two game. Sunday, Tuesday against the Heat. I think that will decide if we're in the play-in game or not, probably. Sunday, Tuesday. Oh, yeah, both against the Heat. And if, if weird how this schedule is always like that. Yeah, and if we uh, if we get hot, then that our last game on the 16th against the Knicks could mean something, too, for maybe even a four seed, which I don't know if I'm reaching there, but hopefully I'm not. Yeah. I mean, there's still a chance because obviously the Hawks could fall a little bit. There's still plenty yeah, no, of time I, for that to happen. Yeah, I still think the Knicks – or not the Knicks, the Hawks. Yeah, I think the Hawks don't have the greatest chance to keep up what they're doing. Um, but moving on, uh, we've got a quick MLB section just to talk about the Sox real quick. Um, they are starting a four-game series against the Rangers on Thursday, which is the day of this recording. Um we just swept the Mets in a little two-game stretch. Uh, beat DeGrom. We could not hit off DeGrom, but they couldn't hit off of us either. Who did we have going yesterday? Was it Garrett Richards? Uh, that was what was yesterday, Wednesday. So Tuesday we had Garrett Richards, and then last night we had Pavetta. Pavetta, Pavetta yep. Nick Pavetta, 3-0. Really and 3-0 in five innings. Um, zero earned runs, seven strikeouts, three walks. Uh, DeGrom pitched six innings with one earned run. Nine Ks and one walk. Uh, Degrom's uh, ERA went up, so no big deal. But we made it. Yeah, wasn't wasn't he throwing like a point like six or something? He he went into that game throwing a point three nine. Now he's throwing a point five one. Jeez. Yeah, I I'm very happy that we snuck out with a win against Jacob Degrom. Yeah, I know because if if they held us to no runs, like we we would have like ended up giving in. At it would have been yeah, no, we would have given up a hit because I mean because we yeah we looked dumb when he was pitching like we just kept like swinging at like the worst shit possible. 
Yeah, no, and I, I liked our play from our uh, bullpen too. We had Whitlock and Adovino go out there. Uh, Adovino as a little setup guy. I like Adovino as a setup. I don't like him pitching more than one inning. Um, yeah. But Whitlock still has a zero ERA. Uh, he pitched two innings. He only let up one hit and had one walk with four Ks. Um, so that's really good. Um, Adovino had one inning pitched with one K, uh, didn't let up any hits. And then Matt Barnes got the save in the last inning, uh, had three Ks. Yeah. So honestly, we've been playing, I'm, I mean, the, uh, the Mets aren't really a good hitting team. They're struggling, Not at all. like very, very bad. Like no one's really getting the job done. I think their best hitter right now is, um, it's a right fielder. Yeah, it's I was about to say, I don't even think it's Lindor, and I don't think it's um. And Pete Alonso's like here and there. It, yeah, it's, I forget who their right fielder is. Let me look real quick. Um, Michael Conforto. I think that's Conforto. their best hitter right now. Yeah, he's batting fourth for them right now. Yeah. All right. So yeah, um, the Mets are now at nine and ten, and that means that the NL East. They're the NL East, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, the NL East does not have a team over 500. You know, that division is, like, really weird right now. I mean, like, the Braves are, like, nasty, but I think they're just, like, kind of just trying to break out of even. And then, like, right. last night, the Phillies – I don't – did they – the Phillies win last night? There's a lot of stuff going down with the Phillies because Bryce Harper took, what, a 97-mile-an-hour fastball to the face. To the face, yeah. And then the took, Phillies... like, a video two hours later, and he said, yeah, yeah I know. The Phillies won last night, making them 12 and 12. Um, and that's first in the NL East. Uh, Atlanta also 12 and 12. And then the Mets are 9 and 10. The Marlins are 11 and 13. And then the Washington Nationals are 9 and 12. Yeah. So overall, a, they just suck. A, yeah. That's a really weird division. And the Mets have played significantly less games because they had like a COVID bout in the beginning of the year. Well, like the first week. Yeah, yeah, they've only played 19 games compared to 24 from the or from the Phillies and the yeah. Braves. Um, oh, and the Marlins. I guess the uh, Nationals missed out on three games as well. But um, as I said, the Red Sox are now 16 and nine. And if I didn't say that, then I just said it now. So, uh, and that ties us for the best record in baseball, not only in the AL or the AL East. Uh, we are tied with yeah, the Dodgers and the San Francisco Giants for 16 and nine first place in baseball. That Giants team is actually no joke. Yeah, no, they really aren't. They're really good. They like I like I want to. I wish we could go back and like see. I like that. I, I'm gonna go back later. I want to see what they uh, what they were ranked beforehand. Because remember, I remember when we like. We had like power rankings, right? We had like power rankings like a week before the season. We were like ranked, I think, what was it, nineteenth, which was like very respectable for what we like. Initially I think it was nineteenth or sixteenth, yeah, something like that. And I don't remember hearing the Giants once. Oh no, me neither. Um, quick shout out to my guy Buster Posey. Uh, over the summers, uh, like a long time ago, when I was like seven and eight, he was actually my coach at uh, camp. So uh, shout out Buster Posey. He's hitting 351 right now, five home runs, eight RBIs, and his OPS is uh, 1.079. So really good from him. Wow. Yep. Shout out Buster Posey. YD Red Sox. Go Yarmouth Dennis. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, 
I, I have no complaints about the Red Sox at all. Um, but we do have Martin Perez going tonight. I'm just glad oh, it's yeah. against the it's, Rangers. It, it's it's Perez Day against the Rangers. Where yeah, are the Rangers at? I'm I really curious. They're 10 and 15 right now. I didn't know that um, Perez Day was like a thing. Yeah, no, like that's like his thing. He like tweets he, like, out when he's playing. Like when yeah, it's he, his he tweeted, day. He tweeted out. I saw this morning. I literally like hopped on Twitter. Like first thing and i saw it was like wish me luck on my day today and then it was yeah, like hashtag dude. perez day yeah i was like i don't even know like i was going through twitter and somebody liked his tweet and i was like no way martin perez like just tweeted so i went on his twitter checked it out and people like tweet at him and he like says thank you oh yeah yeah and, i'm like, seeing it right now it's like he's counting Counting with your support for today's hashtag Perez Day. Let's go. Let's go. Yeah, and it's then, a Thursday hashtag Perez Day as Martin faces his former team. Let's get it. Oh, wait, yeah, Will, on the game that we went to, was that his thousandth inning pitch? Maybe. What day did we go? What was last Friday? The 23rd. Okay, no, it was it was the Sunday before that. It was his thousandth inning pitched. That's crazy. Yeah, well, Martin Perez was getting booze in Fenway when he was pitching. So, and we still won the game. Yeah, he was not. He did not have a good outing. No, not Honestly, at all. It wasn't like bad because like we didn't really give up that much. It was just like the situations that we were like getting put in. Yeah, and then barely getting out of. Yeah, like it could have been a lot worse. Like we could have easily just like lost that game in the first inning, and it nothing would have happened. Yeah, um, I like our chances to sweep the uh, Rangers. I really do. I do too. I don't really know who's like, like actually doing good on that team right now. Like, is anyone like? I haven't heard anything um, from the Rangers literally since like opening day. Nick Solak is leading their team in batting average and home runs. He's batting 319 um, and has seven home runs. Uh, Joey Gallo? Yeah, Joey Gallo is probably on their team them. now, I guess. Um, he has a 422 on base percentage. Uh, let's see who they have on their team. I know they got my guy, uh, Brock Holt, somewhere over there. Yeah. Um, he's played in 13 games. I don't know if he's getting the nod today. Um, let's see, let's see, let's see. Hits. Who's leading their team in hits? Oh, also, I wanted to say something about the socks. Uh, during when we debuted our jerseys, Chris Hale was in the dugout that day. Was he in the dugout that day? Yeah, there was like a I forgot who was mic'd up that day. I think it was, um, I want to say Arroyo Mm -hmm. was mic'd up that day, and he was like talking to Chris Hale. He was like chilling in the dugout because I thought he was coming to. Worcester soon. He must be because I feel like he's supposed to come back soon. Yeah, because he they put him on a 60-day IL, so I don't know how many days it's been since. He was he was on a 90-day at the start of the season. So I'm assuming he's got another 60 then. Or yeah, less. they don't have a they don't have a finish date for him yet to recover from his Tommy John yet. I'm assuming it's going to be soon, though. The goal is still this season, so I don't, I don't like when people say this season. Yeah, because that could literally mean like. That could else. literally mean the last game of the year. Yeah. Yeah. 
And um, I mean, the sooner, the sooner that we um, get rid of Martin Perez, the better, I would say. Kyle Gibson is uh, pitching tonight for the Texans. I mean, the Rangers, the Texans. Who's like, oh, the Texans. Uh, who's like their yeah. pitcher? Like, who's like their best pitcher? I don't even. Know. Has their I mean, most it, wins, but he's. I mean, Kyle Gibson has a 2.3 ERA. He has 23 Ks and two dubs. But he's not their leader. ace. Yeah, their strike leader is Mike. Let's see it. No. Holy no. Fultanowitz. I think that I think that's how I'm gonna say it. Fultanowitz. Fultanowitz. Uh, he has 26 Ks a dub, but his ERA is 4.61. Hmm. Are we seeing that? Oh God. Okay, they have they've got some bums on their team. I can't even lie. They reliever that has a nine ERA. Jeez. Oh my gosh. Like we yeah. might see him. Like we might actually see him. We might see him tonight. Yeah. Or at least out through this four game stretch. But yeah, um, back to the Sox again. Uh Verdugo missed a few games, but he was back last night. I wanna say he didn't get a hit though. Yeah, I think he was out with a um, – because they brought him in at the end of the first game against the Mets, like for defense, obviously. And I was like, yeah. why are they bother even bringing him in? I was like – he was like hurt. I was like, what if he just like – what if the ball actually gets hit to him and he's just done? Yeah, it was his hamstring. Mm-hmm. Um, So I'm trying to see. Or maybe it wasn't yesterday. Maybe it was the day before he got put in. I think it was – it might have been the day before. I'm just like not even seeing him. For this is like really. ESPN got me confused right now. Christian Arroyo is also day day to day. I'm not really sure. I, I I'm not really sure what that's all about. Yeah, Christian Christian Arroyo got hurt the other day. Um, but it wasn't anything major. He's been out for a few games. But yeah, um, Verdugo coming back healthy is like a necessity right now because we have no depth in the outfield. We have no depth in general right now. Yeah, uh, which we, is something that I like noticed. I didn't even notice at the beginning of the season, but we have like no backups that can come in and like produce. Yeah, like because we only have we have like two guys that can play like multiple positions. Like that's yeah. our depth. Like a Arroyo and um, Marwin and Gonzalez. Yeah, yeah, and they just play like every other position. But like I'm scared if say, God forbid, like Hunter Renfro gets hurt and he's like our backup outfielder. What are we going to do? Put J.D. Martinez in? Yeah, because he was playing the first game against the Mets in left field. I mean, it's not like he's bad in outfield. It's just like if the ball slow. goes through the gap, it's slow. Yeah. Yeah. And that was an issue uh, the other day when Verdugo was hurt, but it was Renfro in that left field, actually. And um, we were playing the Mariners on Saturday, I think it was, when we let up like four runs in the first two innings. The first mm-hmm. two hits to the game went to left center field and uh, Renfro couldn't get there in time. So it was a double and then another RBI double to start off the game. So that could be a big issue. I think the outfield is a big, big, big issue, especially if we're going to have these relievers that are giving up hits, which isn't a bad thing that they're giving up hits because they're giving up hits that like are like playable balls. Like you can catch yeah, them. I mean, at least they're challenging them. the batter. Yeah, so like you're not exactly. sitting there, like just from even from like a viewer standpoint, at least you're not watching him pitch around every single person. Cause like, we're afraid to like lose the game. 
Yeah, but now we're having like outfielders that aren't even fast enough to get to these balls. So that could yeah. be a big issue in the future. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if the Sox tried to make a few moves now knowing that they're one of the best teams in baseball. Maybe you get a little bit of depth in there. Or they could call I mean, up call I mean, call up some guys, yeah. I wouldn't be surprised because we had a few guys on the spring training roster that we could call up. I mean, they weren't yeah. they weren't terrible, but I mean at least it's it's something like more that we can add on certain nights, especially if we have to deal with injuries. hundred percent. Um, but anyways, that's all I really got for the Sox today. Yeah. We got Rangers four days. So yeah. So, I see four I mean, dubs, honestly. I see four dubs too. And then by the time that we record again, we'll be looking towards our next slate of games for the Sox. So that'll yeah. be good. Um, but moving on, we got NHL power rankings. Um, I want to give a shout out to the New Jersey Devils. Uh, they're staying at 31. Um, other than that, things have shifted in the bottom once again. Oh my God. Yeah. Wait. What? It's been happening. The, the Senators are on the rise. Senators are on the rise. They moved yeah, up I mean, one to 27. That's, that's an interesting. I mean, they were play. 33 weeks ago and now they're 27. Look at them. I mean, hey, look at them. They were at 31 for. I'll maybe every single, maybe almost every single week of these power rankings until yeah. like the last month. Um, yeah. say I want to say I want to look at the bees first before we get into things. Okay, they stayed the same, which makes okay. sense because we lost the Buffalo out of like the last seventeen games. We've lost them like twice. Yeah, I know. Why? Why do they give us Buffalo thirty times? I mean, hey, I'm not complaining. I mean, yeah, like that's hopefully easy wins, but. Like, should be. It definitely like, should be. It's like watching the playoffs against we're just watch like a whole Stanley Cup series against <laughs> the Sabres. Like twice. Yeah, I know. But like the Sabres aren't good. And they beat us once and then we were like confused why they beat us once, but they've been playing us all year. It's like the only team they've played. Yeah, I know. And so Taylor they're bound Hall's to beat us once. Scored in that game that we lost. Taylor Hall. Taylor Hall has been playing really, really good. Yeah, I know that's gonna be great for playoffs. Like he's gonna he's gonna win. He's it. not even he's not even on our first line, bro. On, like that's even like better for us. Yeah, it's awesome. We have we have something shaping up there. If we can heat up and get a little bit better of a spot in the playoffs, we we're looking good. Um, but I say we start off at number one here. Um, shout out Puck Culture as always. We got the Vegas Golden Knights back to back weeks at number one. Wait. Actually, do we? Is it just power rankings? Oh, plus the breakthrough player on every team. We didn't even mention. Oh wow, spicing it up again. I, I honestly, yeah. yeah. Shout out Emily Kaplan. I hope I pronounced the name. I'm honestly answer. at the point. I'm honestly at the point where it's like, if she doesn't spice it up, then I'll be surprised. Like I'm not even surprised that she spiced it up this week. Yeah, I, I mean, kind of because like it's did something new, like from the past. Oh, she does something new every yeah. Yeah. I remember, like, she did this, like, when the trade deadline happened, but it wasn't, like, the breakthrough player. It was, like, the key player. Like, the basically player. the team MVP. It was basically the team MVP for, like, four straight weeks, just stated in a different way. Yeah. All right. So, anyways, back to number one. Uh, we got the Vegas Golden Knights. Shout out, Puck Culture. Um, their next seven days, they got Colorado once, Arizona once, and then Mer- – or, actually, Arizona twice, and then the Wild once on May 3rd. I can't believe it's going to be May in seven days it's actually going to be in five days but 
Um, so their breakthrough player is Zach Whitecloud. That's a sick last name. Um, he has more than held his own on the Vegas blue line. White Cloud, who's 24, is one of the most underrated young defensemen in the league and is also one of the best budget players, earning 725000 per season through 2021-2022. I, almost, I <laughs> almost was like, oh, my God. I thought it was going to say 725000 or $725 I was like, I thought it was good. about to, too. I was like, oh, my God, what do you mean budget? What? Yeah, like, like, that's like, not a budget. That's <laughs> like, not a budget. The, that's like the most expensive player that's ever. That's literally how hockey. much – that's like how much, like, the fucking uh, Ottawa Senators cost. Like, you could buy the Ottawa Senators for that. <laughs> you make more than Patrick Mahomes per yeah, season. Per season. <laughs> like – He's making more than more like Patrick Mahomes full contract per season. <laughs> he's making more than like 10 of like teacher salaries. That's like insane. But even even but budget not, is like still under a million. Still, I mean, yeah. like that's still like high for budget players. That's like a lot for like in general. <laughs> yeah. Like this dude's um, making $725,000 a year. Like that's a lot. And he's nasty too. Like he's probably... Like he's about awesome. to get yeah. He's about to get paid in twenty twenty three. Might have to sign the extension a little early if you <laughs> just, in, just in case. Um, next we have the Avalanche. Uh, previous rank at two. They're at two. They got Vegas. Uh, what? Uh, well, they had Vegas last night. They yep. got San Jose on the thirtieth and the first, and again on the third. Um, Kamakar is obviously he gets the most attention on that team, but they have Sam Girard and Devon Tace. Um, they've been nice. great, if not fantastic. If not fantastic, you could argue fantastic. Um, oh my gosh, yeah, the Avs have outscored opponents with these two on the ice, eighty-seven to fifty-six at five on five. Wow, shout out some very very good statistics right there for memory. Yeah, moving on to number three, we've got the Carolina Hurricanes who clinched a playoff spot recently. Um, I, I don't know if Vegas and Colorado have officially yet, but I know Carolina definitely has. Um, but in his second season as a regular, Martin Nickes, 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 Nickes. I don't even Martin, know. Martin Nickes. Um, Nickes. <laughs> he's, he's really been taking the next step forward. He's only 20, 20, 20, 20. Yep. He's only 22. Um, <laughs> And he has a plus minus of 22. Oh, my God. That's, like, the same as his age. He also has two overtime winners, um, and he has 37 points in 44 games. Seems like some pretty good wow. stats. That's a that's a really good He's breakthrough nasty. player. Yeah, I just wish I knew how to pronounce his name. It seems so simple, but it's really not. Yeah, shut up, Martin. <laughs> Martin Neckes. Uh Next. Oh, wow. Fourth and fifth. No surprise here, but we'll start off with the Lightning at four. Previously, oh, they, got, they got Dallas tonight and Detroit on the first and the second. Um, they got a rookie forward, Alex Barbour. I want to see. Oh, nice pronunciation. Well, nice. Um, I was excited to see what you're going to say there. Uh, yeah, he's a nice 23 year old rookie forward. Um, he's already getting looks on the power play unit and the top line. So that's always a good sign. Great sign, I'd say. Um, Moving on to number five, we have, oh, my gosh, uh, the Toronto Maple Leafs to nobody's surprise. <laughs> um, 
So they're our third uh, overall pick of the 2012 draft. Um, he 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 was traded to the Maple Leafs in um, February. It was his sixth team in three years. However, the 27-year-old found himself a useful role in Toronto and might have salvaged his NHL career because of it. Will, can you guess who it is? <laughs> uh, yeah, my boy Alex G. Alex Galchuk. Galchenyuk. Galchenyuk. Alex Galchenyuk. Galchenyuk. Why do? Why are they giving me bad names? Is there a Google Translate on this? We're going for it. Let's hear it. Gal, Galchenyuk? Galchenyuk. Nice. It just pasted the link, not his name. <laughs> She's just going to read off the link. Uh, Galchenyuk. Galchenyuk. But anyways, Alex, he's, a, he's an oldie, but a goodie. You know what I'm saying? Um, six, we got the Penguins. I'm, I'm just going to read them off real quick, the next to ten. Six, we got the Penguins. Got Seven, we got, got the it. Wild. Eight, we got the Panthers. Nine, we've got the Capitals who are falling off. And ten, we've got the Islanders. And shout out the Bees staying at 11. You got it? Yep, it's Alex Galchenyuk. So we were close. Or right, okay, okay. Yeah, I'll take it. Um, So, yeah. I mean, it's only been like 20 minutes, so I'm going to talk about – the uh, NBA season, okay. Oh yeah, t- we can talk a little bit about the um, Western Conference. That was what we wanted to do. Yeah, that's what we wanted to do. Um, so we're just gonna get things started here with the standings um, in the Western Conference. We have um, Utah and Phoenix, who have already secured spots in um, in the playoffs. We've got the Clippers right behind them, uh, two games behind Phoenix, three games behind. Um, Utah, so they'll be clinching soon. Then we got Denver at four. We've got the Lakers falling off at five. Actually, very, very far behind the top four, the Lakers are. Um, and then we got Dallas at six with Portland at seven. They would be playing Memphis in a playing game at eight. And then as of right now, actually, I'm actually I'm almost pretty damn sure that Golden State's going to get that 10 spot, if not the nine spot, if not the eight spot. But Sacramento is at oh, nine. Time. Golden State is at ten. So right now the play-in would be Portland against Memphis, uh, and San Antonio against Golden State. So we're looking so, at some um, interesting play-ins here in the Western Conference. Yeah, no, we are. And I actually wanted to get things started at the top two seeds. Mm-hmm. Um, with Phoenix, actually, I want to start with Phoenix. I don't really want to start with Utah. Phoenix is legit. Phoenix is a really, really good basketball team. And I don't care what else people are saying. Devin Booker is averaging 25 points a game. Chris Paul is averaging 16 points a game and also averaging eight assists per game. And then you got DeAndre Ayton averaging 15 and 11. Like DeAndre Ayton's actually going off this year. Nobody's noticed. Um, and then you got Mikael Bridges uh, averaging 13. Um, Jay Crowder coming off the bench usually. I mean, they have a really good team, dude. Dario Saric, who's getting quality minutes. The key word you're using there is team. And a oh, lot of yeah, these, no, and that's 
a lot of these yeah. teams are not actually teams. It's like whoever has the best players is kind of like the wins of the regular season, which which obviously goes back to the conversation we had in in the East. I feel like the West just has better teams. The West does have better teams, and we see that with the top two in Utah and Phoenix. We honestly see it in the top four with uh, the Clippers and Denver coming out there, and then you see the Lakers. They just have the best two players in the world. Yeah, and, and, um, and then, then they play good as a team. Like they're they're like role players play like well with each other, which Yeah, it's hard it's hard works. to be bad. It's hard to be bad when you have LeBron James and Anthony Davis, but they're still finding a way to be the fifth seed, which is just blowing my mind. So they would play Denver and I would take I would take the Lakers by a mile in a full strength. If they're full strength by the playoffs, Denver against the Lakers, I got Lakers in four. Yeah, I, I just don't know how much the Nuggets are going to really be able to do. I mean, they were ba- like the Nuggets were battling it out with the Pelicans last night. Yeah, and the Pelicans are four games away from the play-in, which is pretty deep at this point with only, I want to say, eight or nine games left in the season. Um, Especially with the- their record. They're, they're kind of – they're like, if I'm going to be honest, they're not making the playoffs just because of their record. Because you see 10, 9, 8, and – Ten, nine, eight are pretty much tied. We can, we can. Yeah, yeah, we'll, yeah, we'll call it that. We'll, we'll call it that tied. I mean, besides Warriors and the Spurs, are like one game difference because of the loss. But and then you go to seven, which are the Trailblazers that they have. They're thirty-four and twenty-eight. I mean, uh-huh. they're not even. I mean, even the Mavericks are thirty-four and twenty-seven. They're not all far from each other. Nine games difference. Like the Mavericks and the Blazers could lose five out of their next nine. Yeah, and, and then let's say the Spurs and Warriors in. Spurs and Warriors split or do better. Yeah. They're in business. They're they're in business, yeah. Which which is crazy. It's just like so interesting to see the difference because you see the top two teams in the Western Conference, Utah and Phoenix. Obviously they have their best players. They have Donovan Mitchell and they have Rudy Gobert and then they, they have oh yeah, I think. Yeah, sorry. Someone just opened my door. Um, they have Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert, and then Phoenix has uh, Devin Booker and Chris Paul, obviously. Uh, but they have a team around them. Like, they have a good team. And then you look at the the Nets in the Eastern Conference, who they have three players. Like, realistically, Blake Griffin's old. DeAndre Jordan's old. Joe Harris, all he can really do is shoot. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. It's wintertime. When temperatures go down, the likelihood goes up that your furnace and other appliances go down with them. So don't risk a costly replacement. Stay comfortable with coverage on the appliances you depend on most with the Service Guard Appliance Repair Program from Black Hills Energy. It's peace of mind in a plan. Visit blackhillsenergy.com slash sign up to learn more. And, like, that's what's really carrying them, and that's going to work for them. And then Philly, it's kind yeah. of the same. As we talked about in the last episode, you got Ben Simmons, you got Joel Embiid, and the way that Ben Simmons, like, if he has to guard someone that's not a point guard or shooting guard, 
then they're kind of screwed. Um, the Bucks, I love the Bucks this year. Um, I feel like they have good depth. Um, they have good defense. It's just the issue really there is offense, in my opinion. Um, the Clippers yeah, because, are just a weird yeah. team to me. Because I'm, I'm going just one by one, two by two. Yeah, because going back to the Bucks, they can't rim run. Everyone rim runs. Yep, they can. In the East, like, because, like, we shoot – every team shoots, obviously. Like, you play the Nets, they're going to do everything. And then, like, yeah. if they know that you can't guard, they're just going to rim run the whole night. Yeah. Because they're so, all ISO. Like, that's why wouldn't they? What what I don't understand um, in the Western Conference is – obviously, the Clippers are the three seed, right? That's pretty darn good. Um, yeah. How do you have Kawhi Leonard and Paul George averaging 26 and 24 points a game and you're the three seed? I'm sorry – Ivacha Suvak is leading their team in rebounds. Paul George is leading their team in assists at 5.3. And Kawhi is leading their team in steals and points, obviously. Where is everybody else? Where is Morris? Where is Lou Will? Where is Serge Ibaka? Where is Reggie Jackson? What are they doing? They have Nicholas well, Batum. They, don't, they, don't even they have, have Patrick Beverly. What are they doing? They don't even have Lou Will. They have Rondo now, and I don't even know where he's. Oh, they get rid of. They got. Oh yeah, they did get rid of Lou Will. Exactly. So where's Rondo? I I don't know where he is. I mean, I'm just looking at their roster right now. Like they should be the best team in the West. They should like just be like Kawhi Leonard and Paul. I mean, I think it's gonna take. I mean, obviously, I can't say every year it's gonna be like. Oh, it's gonna take more time for Kawhi Leonard and Paul George to figure it out. I mean, I can't say they're gonna keep figuring it out every single year because it's, that means it's never going to get figured out. Yeah, I know. I mean, they've been saying it since they've gotten there. Like, it's like, it'll be next year. It'll be next year. They'll be better. Yeah, like, when, why aren't you guys better? Is, you have a team. When, when is next year? Like, when is that actually going to happen? Like, Rondo like, is here. You have a point guard. Like, the thing, yeah, that's what I'm saying, too. Like, there's no reason for that. Like, there's no reason for them not to be good. I get the Jazz and the Suns went on insane runs to be in the season and the Clippers yeah. started off slow. Cause I remember when we first started like this NBA season started talking like month and a half in the Clippers, we'd labeled them as like the weirdest team in the league. Right. Because no one talks about them. One, it, it will, it's obviously the Clippers. Like it's always the Lakers. Cause that's yeah, just the LA. team that rules LA. Yeah. That's just, it is what it is. And then the second thing is that we were confused where Kawhi Leonard and Paul George was because Paul George is having like a sneaky, really, 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 really good season and mm-hmm. nobody's mentioned it. Yeah. Well, nobody's mentioning it because they're third, they're but like third. And like, the thing is, it's not even like they've, both of them have been like hurt. Like they've, they, I want to say they've had their fair share of like a little injury here and there this year. But they've been full strength for the most part. And full strength, I mean Kawhi Leonard and Paul George, which is should be full strength enough. Um, I think it's and, just depth, in my opinion. Because if you look, I mean, obviously they have a lot of players on their team. They, yeah. they, got, they, got, they got the guys to get the job done. I just think it's like actual depth. Like when they say they need a point guard, I mean, Rajon Rondo can – Still get the job done. We saw you it can last definitely year. Get the, yeah, still get the job done. I just think they're looking for an actual piece. I think they're looking uh, for like an actual piece that can run with them. I mean, their issue comes at big man. Serge Ibaka is hurt right now. Um, I know Kawhi is out right now. Um, but right now it's Avacha Subak and Patrick Patterson, who wasn't hasn't been good since 2014 with the te- Toronto Raptors. Like 
they have DeMarcus Cousins on their team. Like, what are they going to do with him? Nothing. He, I'm sorry, yeah, I don't, he can't has do he anything. Played? I don't think he's played. I don't even think he's played. They have Pat Bev, who's day-to-day right now, Reggie Jackson, and Rajon Rondo at their one. That's a pretty damn good one, two, three combo at point guard if the year is 2013, but it's not. So, like, yeah, like <laughs> you have an issue there. And then you have Paul George locking down the two. But, I mean, your backup, too, is Terrence Mann and Luke Kennard. And Luke Kennard's also your starting small forward right now because Kawhi's out. And then at four, don't even get me started with Marcus Morris. You know how I feel about Marcus Morris. Their backup four is Nicholas Batum. Yeah. Like, I just I, – I don't – like, their lineup is, like, really good, like, five years ago. Like – if if the year was 2014, maybe 2015, you got a damn good team. Yeah. You just like it's yeah, just like, not. That's the issue. It's just not it. Um, I also just quickly wanted to talk about the fourth seed, the Nuggets. Um mm-hmm. I know they're playing obviously right now, if it were to end, they're playing the Lakers. Um, they just made a move. The Nuggets are playing to sign Austin Rivers for the rest of the season. That's a good move. Um, yeah, especially because Jamal are, Murray is out for the year. Obviously, we saw what happened there. Hopefully, he gets better soon and comes back better. But, like, yeah. that's a big move for them. Like, Austin Rivers is, like, low-key really good. Austin Rivers is low-key really good. Do you remember his um uh, hoop mixtape in high school? Yeah, it was nasty. His high school mixtape was insane. It was nasty. And, like, and he was still hooping earlier. Who was he on this year before he got released? Um, I actually don't even remember. I want to say um, – I wanted to say the Knicks, but – No, he was on the Knicks a minute ago, I thought. Or was that recently? Let's see. Um, I'll look it up real quick. Um, Austin Rivers. Yep, the Knicks. It was the Knicks. It okay, was the so, yeah. Knicks. So, he got dropped by the Knicks, and then – And now he was Because he was hooping in the beginning of the season. Yeah, he was. And then the year before, he was on the Rockets, right? Yeah, he was on the Rockets. Yeah. When, when was that good year of him? He had one really good year. Was that with the Clippers? I remember the Clippers. Wasn't he on the Mavs at one point? Um, no. Well, no, that's, that's – no, that's not him. Um, But, I mean, like – that's a that's a good signing. I'll take that. I'm surprised that he wasn't on a team already. Yeah, because he played. Yeah, so 2012-2015, it was Hornets, Pelicans, obviously, then Clippers, Wizards, Rockets, Knicks, and then right now Nuggets. Yeah. All right. So, yeah, that's all we got for NBA. And since we have nowhere to go right now, it's a random Thursday afternoon with the draft coming up, we're going to do um, – we're going to look at a little mock draft. Uh, we looked at a mock draft on Tuesday, uh, but Todd McShay has come out with his final predict- predictions for all 32 first-round picks, a uh, couple of trades here and there, and some QB landing spots. Um, I just want to get it started with um, number 15, the Patriots. Everybody's projecting them to move. Todd McShay does not have the Patriots moving in this mock draft. And at 15, he has them taking – Mac Jones. So I just wanted to get that started off with the Pats. Um, and I'm not surprised there at all. Like, it's it's like he's telling the absolute truth. That that's all you can say right there. Yeah, 
like yeah, if they no, make like, a if they make a move like that's like that's like groundbreaking because like the Pats are notorious for not having like the best drafts. All right, so he, here's my prediction. Here's my prediction. Um, before we actually get into this mock draft, um, what I think here is if the Patriots were to move up in the draft into the top ten, it wouldn't be until they saw the third pick in the draft. If the 49ers take a quarterback, if they take Trey Lance, I don't think the Patriots move up. Um, But if they don't take him, or if they see Justin Fields falling, I could see the Patriots easily moving up, snagging Justin Fields. Because in my opinion, Justin Fields is the second best quarterback in this draft. Yeah, because, well, like like you said, I agree there. Like, if they see Fields is falling – so like obviously I think you can hold off on fields until like they'd probably have to trade with the Broncos in this situation. Yeah, because they nine. Well, like because well they have I'm just looking I'm looking through just to see where everyone's at and it happens to be that the Broncos are projected to draft fields from this final mock draft before mm-hmm. tonight. And like but, that would be the most logical standpoint because none of these teams beforehand really need to go out and draft a QB. Yeah, other than the top three. Yeah, so they either move into the top three if they like, they just if they want to go for it. Yeah, yeah, if they want to just go for it. Otherwise, I I think, to me, I think their best bet is just staying unless they really want Justin Fields that bad. Yeah. Um. Do you think it's one hundred percent Trevor Lawrence going number one? You think like you could even say ninety nine percent? Like, do you think it's one hundred percent? Oh my god! I want to talk about this because I saw so many like jokes today. Like Trevor Lawrence is just playing with the fact that he's going number one. He like gets the call because like he has to get the call. He's yeah. like, nah, nah, I'm all set. <laughs> like I'm not going like, to Jacksonville. Ima- like, like imagine, and then like Zach Wilson gets the call, and like they like some guy like this kid's like Zach Wilson gets the call. It's like maybe the Jaguars. Like what? He's like yeah, I'm supposed no, to go like, second, and then I'm not. Yeah, no. If I was Trevor Lawrence, I don't want to go to the Jaguars either. Um, also, um, I feel bad. Well, well, you know what? Let's just get into the mock draft and we'll get there when I get there. Okay. So at number mm-hmm. one, uh, we've got Trevor Lawrence, uh, makes sense. Um, yeah. number two, I'll let you get three. I just wanted to fly through this one. Cause we already talked about it. Uh, Zach Wilson, number two, makes sense to everybody else. I think he should go four, or not four. I think he should go. Um, where is it? Where is it? Where is it? I think he should go nine. <laughs> Maybe three if he's lucky. Yeah. Um, third, we have four Niners. They got Trey Lance. Um, I, I love that. that. Sense. I, I love Trey move. Lance. I love Trey Lance. I think he's a really good quarterback. Um, even though he didn't go to an FBS school, um, he's and he only played 17 great games in uh, FCS football for North Dakota State. Um but, I mean, having him there for a year under Jimmy G, trading Jimmy G away and letting Trey Lance just ball out, that would be a great, great little idea. Especially, like, after this past season, like, might as well just start fresh. Exactly, yeah. Especially with all the injuries going on in the 49ers organization. Uh, Jimmy G included in that injury hole, like, I mean, the whole team was injured last year. Uh, so who knows how Jimmy G will even back up? I think the 49ers have to take a uh, quarterback here. Yeah, even just for safety purposes, even if their plan is to not start him like right away, obviously probably wouldn't be. But right. 
Um, moving on to number four, we have the Atlanta Falcons taking Kyle Pitts. Um, I think, honestly, the Falcons should try to trade this pick and move down to, like, 10. This would, th- this would be, 11. like, an incoming patch trade right here. The Pats yeah. would trade this and then not take a QB. Like, I'm so serious. If Like, they would, like, the thing is, like, they would totally offer for that pick if they were, like, ready for it. And then they'd be like, oh, well, shit, we can take Kyle Pitts right now. And we don't I need mean, him. I mean, like, <laughs> for the Falcons, like, taking Pitts, he's a once-in-a-lifetime, like, type of player. I think Pitts is the second-best player in this draft. But I feel like the Falcons need defense, like, really, really badly. And I don't think they could go out there and risk waiting till the second round to get someone that will really make an impact right away for them, especially with Matty Ice entering his last year or two. Yeah, so, like, I feel like you – see, they 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 were hyped, right? They didn't even know that this is what it was going to be like. Like, just coming from, like, before, obviously, uh, mock drafts and everything like that, Kyle right. Pitts are like, all right, we have the fourth pick this year. You know what I mean? We're ready to make some damage with our pick. And then, like, the one player they actually don't need at all <laughs> is, like, the best player in the draft. Yeah, it's just, and like, then... literally the best spot there, yeah. Yeah. Um, but what, what I've been hearing is, you know how weird the 49ers are? They're an RPO-type team. I mean, they could take pits with the third pick, and then Trey Lance just falls right into the Falcons' hands. He, he gets a year under Matt Ryan's wing. I mean, that could be dangerous, too, because now you have Trey Lance throwing balls to Julio and Calvin Ridley. Not a bad idea. Yeah, so, I mean, uh, and speaking of, like, just trades in general, there's a lot of exercising of uh, moves. <laughs> today yeah yeah uh you sent me one this morning it was um aj brown trying to play with uh julio obviously that's like his like idol um there was another one this morning i like woke up and just heard about it was the air and possible aaron Rodgers move to the 49ers i've seen that the past few years because he's a he's a california kid but yeah um, yeah like the the trade package i guess because i guess it was offered Mm-hmm. I guess it, it was offered this morning, and there was no, like, yes or no. So, I mean, we don't really know what's going to happen. Yeah. But, so, so, like, obviously, 49ers – so, they offered them the third pick. So, like, that means right. yeah, Green Bay is going to get a QB and, yeah. and just start fresh. And with the uh, A.J. Brown talk that you're talking about, it was Julio going to uh, the Titans. You know, was, was, I was like, I was like, why? Yeah. I, I thought it was the other way around at first. I was like, that's an interesting concept. No, it was Probably. Julio going to the Titans and uh, Pro Football Focus put put it on uh, their Twitter and said, who is stopping this hypothetical Titans offense of Ryan Tannehill, Derrick Henry, AJ Brown, and Julio? Uh, AJ Brown responded to that tweet and actually said, I would give up number eleven if this happens. Playing alongside my idol would be crazy. No team is stopping this, which is he is one hundred percent right about that. He's hundred. I, I think like because Julio Jones hasn't had like a crazy year like in like what four years. Yeah, I mean, Since just we due like, to injuries and in, injuries. honestly, he's been he's been very good, but the numbers have been behind just because of the team that he's on. Yeah, I think then he has like an insane year. The minute he gets traded, he's gonna go crazy. You think? Yeah, I think that the you, second he gets traded, because because like right in your mind as a like from the Falcons, like shit, we just traded like pretty much one of the best players we like ever had yeah and then like you know you know you're gonna regret it right away regardless 100%. of what you get and then like you're gonna see him just absolutely go crazy and just like well i mean probably wasn't gonna happen with us yeah 
Um, number five, um, the Bengals or um, Joe Burrow pretty much in this case uh, laid down the lumber with them and said, you better be picking Jamar Chase, but we'll let you guys make that decision. All right. So here's what I think. Number five, obviously the Bengals. And here we have them taking Jamar Chase, right? I think, obviously, I said it in last episode. I feel like I've said it in a few episodes. Jamar Chase is the best wide receiver in this draft, right? But. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This holiday, whether you're making a Baker's Simple Truth Turkey for 40 or a Murray's Baked Brie for two, Baker's has fast, fresh delivery and free pickup, so you can make holiday meals that bring you all together to create memories that last. Bakers, fresh for everyone. Free pickup on orders of $35 or more. Restrictions may apply. Choose from a great selection of digital coupons and use them up to five times in one transaction. Check our app for details. Bakers, fresh for everyone. That doesn't mean that he's the best pick for the Bengals at number five. I don't think the Bengals should take a wide receiver at five. Um, I really think uh, Panay Sewell should be going to the Bengals here. Um, I think Panay Sewell is fit to be the number five pick. Um, you know, Zach Thomas, you remember Zach Thomas on the Browns, legendary mm-hmm. tackle. He even went out and said, this is the closest kid I've ever seen to being me. Like, he literally said that. And I agree insane. 100%. This kid is nasty. And the Bengals need something to help Joe Burrow because we saw how bad it was last season. And it ended up in Joe Burrow tearing his ACL and pretty much his whole knee. So if you go out there and draft a wide receiver after seeing how bad it was for your franchise quarterback, and this could allow him to, of course, have his ex-teammate reunite with him. But now you didn't go out and pick a -a once-in-a-lifetime offensive tackle to go protect your best quarterback maybe in franchise history. I just think it's a dumb idea. I think it's a dumb idea. I I do too. I don't think it's like – like. From a fan's perspective, I think they'd be sick, like seeing them. It would back be sick together. from like, a fan's in, perspective. Yeah, but well, like we'd only be but, able to see Joe Burrow for three more years. Yeah, like they need to just draft an offense. They need to draft alignment. I mean, when do they have later on? Do, do they even go? When do they no, go? No, this like, is only thirty-two picks. Yeah, so I was like, I don't even but know what their other picks are this year. Yeah, me like, after this, because like there's no one really else. Like. They're another team that's in an awkward scenario too, where like dude, they need an offensive lineman. Like that's that should be their number one thing on their list because I mean, obviously, I don't wish injuries on anybody, and I'm sorry if anybody hearing this is like mad at me for talking about it. But if you don't have an offensive line for someone like Joe Burrow, who Joe Burrow did the best that he possibly could without an offensive line, because we all know Burrow is nasty. But yeah, without an offensive line in the NFL, that's pretty much just playing with your eyes closed like you're screwed and now in this mock draft if this is true now that you already don't have any offensive linemen you go out and take a wide receiver how are you going to throw to the wide receiver if your quarterback is getting sacked within a second 
Well, yeah, it, it's the same situation. I feel like if you're a more experienced quarterback in the league, not just like a quarterback in general, obviously, because right. like you can tell that he already knew how to deal with not having the best offensive line early on, but like you can't do that every single game. But like you see some of the other players in the NFL that don't have like the best offensive line, they're making do and they're doing they're doing fine. Maybe not the best, but they're still doing right. fine. It's just yeah. you you can't rely on that. You can't rely on that every I mean, season in every game. As a Seahawks fan, we've been relying on it since 2015, and it's starting to show that leg. I mean, Russ was unhappy at the beginning of the offseason, but thankfully uh, he is now 100% content with being a Seahawk, which is just awesome to hear because that scared me for a while. But, I I mean, I got the Seahawks taking a defensive end in the second round, Um, but we've made moves for him this offseason. We've signed some offensive linemen. We got that dude from the Raiders. We've got a few more guys on the O-line. But, I mean, it's just tough. It's tough for the Bengals because you have someone like Jamar Chase there at number five. And Joe Burrow, I know for a fact, would love having Jamar Chase there at five. But for the better of his career, I think they have to go Panay Sewell. That's just what I think. Agreed. I, like, I think that Joe Burrow, you can look down at your right knee or left knee. It's left knee. You can look down at your left knee and then you should decide on who you actually want because you didn't get injured because of yourself last year. You got injured because of that terrible offensive line that you have. Yeah. Which was stated well before the season even started where everyone was scared. We knew that we were scared because Joe Burrow didn't have anything protecting him. Yeah. So I I wanted to move on to number six because this Mm -hmm. also brings in a hypothetical. If, um, the Bengals end up not taking Jamar Chase and making, in our opinions, the right decision here. Um, do you think the Dolphins are projected to pick Jalen Waddle in this? If everything were to happen here, this is what would happen. But do you think they take Jamar Chase instead? Or do you think they stick with Jalen Waddle? Um, I think Jamar Chase is the best wide receiver in this draft. So I think if the Bengals don't take him, I mean, obviously I keep throwing the name around of Panay Sewell, but say if they take Slater or if they take, literally anybody else, which I think it's either Jamar Chase or Panay. But if they take Panay and Jamar Chase, Jalen Waddle, and Devonta Smith are still there for the Dolphins, I think they go with Waddle. I really do think they go with Waddle. I think they like speed there. Um, they have Devontae Parker, who's already kind of a big-bodied guy. Will Fuller, who's kind of a speed guy. But I kind of like the idea of Waddle, Fuller, and Devontae Parker a little bit more than Jamar Chase, Fuller, and Devontae Parker. I don't know why, but I think Waddle fits that Miami system a little bit well, a little bit more well than Jamar Chase would. Yeah, I agree. That was a good question, though. That was a good question. Because I I just don't like – like, because, like, thinking about it, like, right, I'm I'm sure everyone's well aware – that we that everyone thinks Jamar Chase is probably the best running back. I mean, wide receiver, yep. wide receiver in the draft. So I, I just was curious to see, like, I'm curious to see tonight what would happen if that well, were to happen, yeah. because like, why would you want to, it's, I feel like it's the same thing with uh, Pitts. Like I see the best opportunity here, but do, does he fit? Does he fit? Exactly. I mean, Pitts fits in Atlanta. Um, yeah. You could say, who do they have right now? Who's that tight end from, um, Cleveland that Atlanta got last year um Austin Hooper and then they have another kid that he was actually on my fantasy team he wasn't like terrible um it was awful I mean but Pitts is a lot better than them oh yeah he definitely is a lot better I just 
I mean, they're going to have, they could definitely trade again. Like they can trade yeah. what they have. hundred percent. So, I mean, I think, let me, I'm curious to see. I It's bothering me that I can't remember. Uh, I think if I think if Pitts can fall down to six, Miami jumps on that opportunity of having Mike Gusecki and Kyle Pitts together with uh, Devontae Parker and uh, Will Fuller. That would be insane. Because I think if it's Pitts, Jamar Chase, Jalen Wall, and Devontae Smith still all on the board, I think you got to go Pitts. Yeah. They Pitts had, is uh, just Hayden, Hayden Hurst. Hayden Hurst was Hayden there. Hayden Hurst, that's who was, was there, second. Yep. Which I think at that point, if they drafted Pitts, you trade Hooper and keep Hurst because you'll get more. Yeah, no, agreed. Um, let's see. Moving on to number seven. Uh, that's where he has Panay Sewell going to the Detroit Lions. Um, honestly, couldn't care less about who the Lions take here. Um, you go to the Lions to die. Like to like the Lions could pick anyone and they it would just be great. And and yeah, I mean they need every position, but the tough thing is if you go get Panay Sewell, like nice now you're helping out Jared Goff and nobody else. Like the Detroit Lions, they can't turn things around. Not not in the near future. I don't even think in the next fifteen years. Like Actually, I'm just gonna say now now that I'm thinking about that, I don't know how much is gonna change it. I'm just gonna say. An old lineman here would actually help their offense drastically from last year. 100%. Because they have an awful offensive line. And they have DeAndre Swift. Line. And that's what I'm going to say. They have DeAndre Swift. So they have someone that will be yeah. able to just set some blocks and get him through. Because he was already getting through with whatever the hell they had last season. <laughs> yeah. I so. Um, yeah, no, I agree. I think they got to go all O-linemen. I don't think, in my opinion, I don't think Panay Sewell, obviously you guys will already see day one of the draft before you hear this, but uh, we, we're recording at 2.30, so we haven't seen it yet. Um, but I think Panay Sewell will be gone by seven, um, which I don't know what that would even lead. I think they could go with who he has projected at number eight, the Lions. I think the Lions should go offensive linemen. And if Panay Sewell is gone, uh, then they should go with who he has going at eight is uh, Rashawn Slater from Northwestern, off at, also a tackle. Um, I think that would help them out a lot with Christian McCaffrey coming off an injury, Sam Darnold starting in a new environment. I think that would help a lot. Yeah. And then at number nine, uh, the Broncos are projected to take Justin Fields. Um, didn't wait. So I'm not wrong here. They just traded for Teddy Bridgewater. They just right? traded a sixth round pick for Teddy B. Yeah. I, I mean, they're saying here, make no mistake that they still will probably take a QB. I mean, at that point, you might be interested in taking something else. In my opinion. I mean, I feel like you don't want to pass on that, but like, right. Like you could even take, you could actually just take like literally whoever you wanted. I mean, that obviously, like, you don't want to see Justin Fields as, like, you pass on him and then he's, like, nasty. And then and he's, like, nasty, off. yeah. It, but, see, like, this is... but, like, I feel like in this situation, Teddy Bridgewater played out of his mind last year. Yeah. For, like, like in his you don't, time you, that he had. In his time that he had, I don't really feel like it's a necessity. I mean, obviously, you kind of want to because it's the kind of draft that we have this year. But, right. like, maybe draft something that will help you a little bit more just to even just get through the bunch. So uh, here's what I think. I think if number eight is chosen, Justin Fields is still on the table, Broncos are on the clock, this is a prime opportunity for your New England Patriots to move up yeah. 
and go take Justin Fields if for the ninth pick. Ninth pick getting Justin Fields would be a steal in my opinion. So yeah, I don't this, even if this I, were to plant like yeah go out the way it's projected right now would be crazy because uh-huh. that would leave the Pats wide open to make that trade yeah. and that would be ideal because then realistically because it's going to be a pick swap plus stuff most uh, likely plus uh, yeah one so or two more even items. if they even if they were content with missing out on fields they could mm-hmm. still draft the QB at 15 most likely Mac Jones most likely Mac Jones yeah what I think is if eight goes if one through eight goes through and Justin Fields isn't there it doesn't even have to be the Patriots I don't think the Denver Broncos are making the ninth pick I think they're trading it away to a team that needs a quarterback a little bit more than they do this year um and they'll get a big big package for that yeah um <laughs> Just wanted to, uh, just, uh, Ian Rappaport just tweeted out. Um, yeah. So there's an update on Tim Tebow. He uh, recently worked out for the Jaguars. Shut um, up. And there's discussion that um, of him signing, uh, not as a QB, oh, but as a tight end. As a tight end. <laughs> Tim Tebow. Yes. <laughs> what? What? Well, well, <laughs> Nice. The first comment, Trevor Lawrence to the Bears. I'm like, it's a tight end. I can't <laughs> believe T- Tim Tebow, who just recently retired from baseball. He's just going out and I'm tight end now. That's yeah, like I a mean, crazy position switch. Okay. Um, for years, Tim Tebow resisted a shift to tight end. Now at 33 years old, Tebow could return to his hometown team. Somebody tweeted out. Somebody tweeted out. Someday, Tim Tebow may lack the ability to generate headlines out of absolutely nowhere simply by showing up somewhere. That day is not today. <laughs> uh, Tim Tebow always does that. Like he'll get invited to like spring training. He'll be like, "Oh yeah, Tim Tebow plays baseball," or like he'll make like a play, or like do some random ass stuff on a baseball field, and be like, "Oh yeah, Tim Tebow is there," and now he's just trying out to be a tight end. Like what? Yeah, like He's 33 even... years old. Like, what are you even doing? What? Okay. Um, I guess this just got tweeted out from Will Brinson, CBS Sports NFL writer. Said 49ers trying to trade for Mac Jones for Aaron Rodgers and Jags trying to sign Tim Debo to catch passes from Trevor Lawrence. <laughs> yeah, dude, this is all weird. Um, let's see. But the last, the last pick we're going to go over real quick at number 10. Uh, the Dallas Cowboys going Patrick Sertain the second. Uh, if you don't remember, Patrick Sertain was also a corner. Uh, now his son is going to be a corner uh, in the NFL. I, I like that pick. Get another first-round corner who's, like, guaranteed because Trevon Diggs is pretty damn good too. Yeah, I like him. He He's good. I mean, like, I guess they could – I mean, I, I feel like you can't go wrong here. Yeah, no. I mean, at that point, it's just like – yeah, Pat Sertain is inevitable. Yeah. That's a good word need, right there. It's a good word. And they need defense. They do need defense badly. Hopefully if Dak um, can come come back full strength at some point, that would be awesome. And, yeah, the ESPN yeah. notification just came in. Tim Tebow recently reached out to the Jaguars and requested a tryout at tight end. That's Yeah, like, like what is, like, <laughs> that's going to just be – 
imagine like okay like you said before like tim tebow always makes news draft day like it's always it's always draft yeah. day like there's something come like come or off season like as soon as um so there's like OTAs and stuff like that starts happening. It's like, oh, Tim Tebow might be joining so and so, like so random. Yeah, like for what? Remember when Tim Tebow was on the pads for training camp? Yeah, and <laughs> I don't even know how long that lasted. Yeah, but like a lot of people have his jersey at number five, like for no reason. Yeah, I know it's so like weird. I don't like, I, like I, I don't even understand, like because tight like tight end like that's gonna be weird. Yeah, I mean. A lot of teams wanted to draft him as a tight end, and he said no, and that's why he fell to the Broncos. Yeah, it's just it's just like weird as a whole, though, because like just like him thinking about doing that like now, like like you're 33 years old, like you're a little late to the party. Yeah, he's gonna have to set some blocks. Like, <laughs> yeah, I know. Like, Especially I don't know why he. Jaguars. He's gonna like, have, he's gonna have to lay I, some haymakers. He's gonna have to block often. Like, I don't because. <laughs> You can't just have him come in and be like, oh, it's Tim Tebow. And, like, people will be headhunting Tim Tebow, too, just because yeah, they can't. Well, if they bring him in, like, once every, like, quarter, they're like, oh, he's definitely getting the ball. Yeah, here, like, what do you likely. think is going to happen? Yeah. Like, he's going to have to play, like, a good well over half of the game for him to be, like, disguised as, like, right. not an actual threat on the offensive side. Yeah, no, I think there's no chance it happens, though. Yeah, no way. Unless he gets, like, signed, they'll just, like, never use him. Yeah. Um, but anyways, that's going to wrap up the episode. I uh, hope you guys enjoyed. Sorry it wasn't as organized as always, uh, but we had a little bit of a plan, and then we went over it too quick. So, I mean, it happens. So, I mean, yeah. we filled it in with the NFL mock draft anyways, so hopefully you guys stuck through it all um, to hear that because we didn't say we were including that. Um, but if you did, you're a real one. Hope you guys have a good weekend, um, and we'll be back on Tuesday covering the draft. Peace. Yeah. Hey, hit records on my demo. Did y'all boys not get the memo? I do not stay at the Intercontinental. And anything I got is not a rental. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team, team Ready. ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is, so they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready.